Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. I'm Priscilla Weigel, the Executive Director, and I'm here today with Barbara O'Sullivan, who is a former early childhood educator, and she teaches gentle yoga now in this phase of her life, and she also loves to talk about health and well-being. So, Barbara, welcome today. We're really looking forward to having you as our guest. Oh, thank you, Priscilla. I'm very happy to be here and talking about this topic that's near and dear to me. Yes. Well, and I know that, you know, as we think about our audience who are folks caring for young children, whether they're child care providers, whether they're a parent, a grandparent, what are some things that really brought you to this? We kind of talked about why this would be so important to share today, this topic. What was the premise for this? Right. Because as anyone knows that's listening to this that cares for young children, it takes a lot of energy and stamina to care for their physical needs, their social, their emotional, as well as their intellectual needs. So in order to be our best and optimal in our own healthy habits, and then we can do our best caring for them, for those young kids. Definitely. And that's really why we're here today to talk about some ideas that you have and some suggestions that you've thought through. And um, Barbara came and talked with our, our admin team recently and helped us kind of do some yoga and stretching, having been sitting on Zoom for many months. What are some of the key habits that you think people can infuse in their day to really keep that healthy feel for, self, for, for themselves and their own well-being? Well, I think something that is a strength of most people who do care for young children is movement. Because if you look at people, especially people who work in office jobs, often complain about being so sedentary in other jobs, just um, don't give them the opportunity to get up and move about. We know that's a key to good health. So that's something um, that... People, either parents with young kids or um, the teachers, providers, grandparents, is that that's built into your day, all day. And really um, to take advantage of that and to be some of the concerns might be because especially with little kids, you're always bending down to talk to them is just ways to be sure your knees are in good shape, you know, and that's working those muscles below the knee and the calf and shins above and the thighs, hamstrings, protecting the lower back, when, especially when you bend down to pick up children. It happens throughout the day. So it's just being really cognizant of those movements and doing the best to strengthen and stretch those areas that can take a toll. But building on that it is an advantage that um, there's all that activity during the day. Truly, that is helpful because there's a lot of positions that are very sedentary, and that's one thing that early childhood care is not. It's not sedentary. <laughs> right. You spend your day in front of a computer. I remember some of those days. <laughs> yes. 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 
So when Barbara, when you're talking about um, the strengthening the knees and, and the back and things, are there and also, I'm sure noting, you know, it's, it's important. I've, I always remember when I was working in the field in the classroom, you know, the reminder of holding the child close to you as you're bending and lifting instead of way out here, you know, with your arms outstretched. Some of those tips for good body mechanics. Right. And, and two, that's a great one, Priscilla. And bending to pick children up rather than, you know, just reaching over with straight legs and, um, you know, just being cautious. And also, <laughs> I know when I take care of my grandkids, that sometimes I say, let's practice walking up the stairs together. Yes. <laughs> to look for those opportunities to hold their hand rather than always picking them up. Right. But I think it's just being aware of that, especially if you do feel that pain in your back and maybe at the end of the day just doing some mild stretches um you know your arms over your head and just stretching out the sides of your body and side bends you know nothing elaborate you know cat and cow a lot of people know that from yoga class that they've taken you know just to round those shoulders and then to lean forward open the collarbone I always like to say and just keep that um fluid going. <laughs> sure, sure. That's really important. And so what's another key habit that you see besides that movement piece? What's something else that, that folks can do? Well, another great thing too, um, it's just so important. Um, it's really uh, health and well-being is being out in nature, getting fresh air during the day. And I remember when I worked in an office type setting, I always read you know, go out with the smokers, just don't stand near them. <laughs> you <laughs> get some fresh air. So you don't have to endanger your health that way because most likely so several times throughout the day, um, you're outside with your children. And um, just taking advantage of that for both yourself and them to really open up your senses in terms of listening, you know, the birds, um, the breeze on the leaves, looking at clouds, you know, and these are things that just bring appreciation to yourself and to get the children involved as well. Plus, it's just a great way to introduce art activities and science activities with children. Yes. And just realizing that, building on it, you know, reading books pertain to it as well sure. but that's such a great habit and is you know planned in many early childhood curriculums throughout the day to get kids out even here in Minnesota out in winter <laughs> and yes um, yes the other thing too that I think happens is sometimes we especially if we're in a larger child care setting where there's a lot of different classroom groups vying for that outside playground space. But sometimes people forget to do just what you said. Just go for a walk. Just go sit on the grass on the side of the building. If you have enough hands to corral everybody and be safe, have that opportunity to just go get on your back and look up at the clouds, yeah. listen for the birds. I mean, all those moments are so precious right. for children and for you 
to have that body calm down, mm-hmm. take in that fresh air. That's a beautiful suggestion. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I think some of the other habits might be more challenging. Um, one is sleep. <laughs> yes. Parents with young children, I know that's just always reassuring they will sleep, eventually sleep through the night with those. Yes. (laughs) And that, but also um, I know a lot of parents that go to bed when their kids go to bed (laughs) because they know Mm -hmm. they'll be up early and maybe give themselves a couple hours during the day. And then also as a teacher or provider, oftentimes you're coming home and you have your own family that you need to take care of. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot going on there. And then finally, when everybody settles down, you may be tired, but um, you can get into watching Netflix, you know, binging on Netflix series like that, just to kind of thinkingly calming yourself yet um, looking forward, well, what can you do to wake up in the morning and really feel that energy to be ready for the day with these young children and taking care of them the best? And the other challenging thing is um, it's, I think, actually, Benjamin Franklin's came up with or brought the saying, he didn't create it, but really westernized it, that um, early to bed, early to rise makes people uh, healthy, happy, and wise. And I always think, well, the wealthy, really that's the abundance in your life of family, friends, Mm -hmm. it's not just money, but uh, it is, that seems to be key. And one of the things early to bed is looking at what time you have dinner. And that's hard, you know, oh, yes. you have a yes. family as well, because you want to um, try to do that to digest your food. And often what happens, um, that something I had to work on was not to snack at night. You know, it's really yes. easy after dinner and you kind of can mindlessly kind of walk and into the kitchen and I know some people have done some um, things to really taper that off, like even put a sign up, like kitchen closes at seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> good know? suggestion. Yeah, yeah, something like that or, or whatever time it's cleaned up and know that you're done for the day. Right, right. Well, I was going to ask you too, Barbara, do you have any suggestions for people who really want to change some of those habits and really start to change their behavior a little bit? What are some tips that you found work with folks you've spent time with? Well, backing up a little, because there is tons of research done on, um, you know, how do we change habits? And Someone I find helpful that I've read about, his name is B.J. Fogg, F-O-G-G. And he's a researcher Mm -hmm. at Stanford and um, has really studied this whole idea of habit change very extensively. And he says there's three signs, um, three steps that he sees that can really affect human behavior. 
First of all, get really specific. What is something you want to change? Um, make it easy. You know, this is something that you can do. And then look at the triggers that support that behavior. And by triggers, some of them are the location, the time, your emotional state, other people enlisting their help, and, you know, especially like in your family or your colleagues that you work with. Mm-hmm. And then um, looking at uh, preceding action. And I can give you an example of a small step. Great. That would be helpful. But it may be looking at that late night eating because I think mm-hmm. that, you know, you're tired, but, you know, you instead you're eating, you know, mindlessly maybe. And then it interferes with your digestion so you don't get as good of a night's sleep. So um, it's very specific is not to snack after dinner. Um, make it easy. You close the kitchen, clean up after the dishes are done. You just say the kitchen is closed. And the other thing, something you could do to help support that is, um, you can go and brush your and floss your teeth and you're less likely to eat. Yeah. I thought that was really a good one. So you're in the location, you're in the kitchen, you close it up, you go right away and brush and um, floss your teeth. And then um, the time is after cleanup's done, your emotional state, you're um, all cleaned up, everybody's happily fed, and you're done with that. And just bringing the other people in your home or around you to support you in that, since it's good for everyone. It is good for everyone. Right. So it's a small step, but it can help in habit change. So I would say eat, move, and rest and for your best self. That's great, Barbara. Well, that's wonderful. And I know that we're going to have you back to talk a little bit more about self-care. Before we do that, I wanted to pose a question to our listeners and ask you out there. You all can respond through social media and let us know, how are you going to add more movement or fresh air or sleep to your day with some of the suggestions that Barbara shared with us today? Thank you, Barbara. I look forward to having you back to talk a little bit more about self-care, taking care of us so that we can then do a better job of caring for others. Thank you for your time today. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.